You're listening to How to Win with Mike Moore, the podcast that provides you with practical insights on how to win in every arena of life. Hello, I'm Mike Moore, and welcome to the How to Win podcast. These podcasts are based off 2 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 14. It says, now thanks be unto God who always causes us to triumph in Christ. Listen, I'm so glad to have you with us today. We're going to have a wonderful time together today. I'm in my leadership edition of the How to Win, and leadership is a journey. And I want to thank you for taking this journey with me. In our last episode, we began a series entitled The Why Matters. The Why Matters. The theme of this series, and it's a short series, is walking out God's purpose in life and leadership. This is a leadership edition, but we're talking about walking out God's purpose in life and in your leadership. Now, each one of these lessons, this is our second lesson, second episode, we have a subtopic. And our subtopic today is you were not a mistake. You were not a mistake. Say that. You were not a mistake. Now make it personal. I was not a mistake. So our subtopic, you were not a mistake. Every human on planet Earth were created with a specific purpose. God has a specific purpose for your life. In this uh, uh, episode, I'm going to cover about three different areas. And the first area I want to deal with is the origin of purpose. Let's go back to the origin of purpose. And I want to look at two individuals Uh, From the Bible, these leadership editions are based off Bible biblical principles because the Word of God is the answer for leadership. So I want to look at two individuals. I want to look at what God said to Jeremiah, and then I want to look at Peter. Peter had a call on his life. Peter had a God-given purpose. And I want to look at both of these individuals. In Jeremiah chapter 1, verse 5, in the New Living Translation, God is speaking in reference to Jeremiah. In fact, he's speaking to Jeremiah. And he says, I knew you before I formed you in your mother's womb. Before you were born, I set you apart and appointed you as my prophet to the nations. That is a profound statement. God said to Jeremiah, I knew you before I formed you in your mother's womb. And he said to Jeremiah, I established a purpose for your life, that purpose being my prophet to the nations before you were born. That's powerful. We're talking about Our first segment in this episode, the origin of purpose. Now, let's fast forward. Let's look at Peter. Peter had a call on his life. We talked about Peter in our our first episode. Peter made a mistake. 
and it is notorious. I mean, we, most people who have any uh, Bible knowledge of, of, of scripture know that Peter denied the Lord three times. But remember now, Peter's purpose was established before he was born. So now watch this. Listen at this. Peter denied the Lord three times. Let's go to the text. Luke 22, 61 through 62 in the New King James Version. So he says, I don't know him. He cursed. He swore. I don't know him. And then he said it a third time. I don't know who you're talking about in the cock crow. Then listen what the text says. And the Lord turned and looked at Peter. This is after he had denied him three times. Then Peter remembered the word of the Lord, how he had said to him before the rooster crow, you will deny me three times. So Peter went out and wept bitterly. Now, remember, he had a call on his life. He had purpose establishing Luke chapter five. From now on, you're going to catch or fish for men. He had purpose. We established that. But now we see him making a mistake. He denied the Lord three times. So let's talk about the origin of purpose. And I want you to self-reflect. I want you to think about yourself. God establishes everyone's purpose before they were born. Everyone. Every person's purpose is established before he or she is born. Now think about that for a moment. If that's true, that God establishes our purpose before we're born, then we, we can draw two conclusions. Number one, our past sins, mistakes, or our present lack or disappointment don't abort God's purpose for our lives. I want you to get that now. I want you to listen. If God's purpose was established before we were born, then our past sins, our past mistakes, our present lack, our present disappointments don't abort God's plan for our lives. Got it? So even though Peter denied the Lord three times, his denial of the Lord did not abort his purpose because his purpose was established before Peter was born. Now, listen at this. Sometimes others sin against us. Sometimes others betray us. Others offend us. But I want you to listen. Our purpose is established before we were born. So others' sins Others neglects, others negligence, abuse that maybe others abuse us, betrayal in our past or in our present. All those things don't abort God's plan for our life, his purpose for our life. Now, listen to what I've just said. I said that God established our purpose before we we're born. And if that's true, Number one, our sins and our mistakes and our failures and our lack and, and our disappointment does not or do not abort God's plan, his purpose. Couldn't because it was established before we were born. 
But sometimes, and maybe you went as a child through an abusive relationship or uh, you've experienced some form of betrayal in your life or disappointment in your life, and others caused it. Others were responsible. Their sin, their negligence, their offense against you, the abuse that they, they uh, uh, demonstrated toward you, it did not abort God's plan for your life. Now, that's good news. And that's why Jesus, after his resurrection, he searched out Peter. In fact, he told, he told the disciples, uh, Mary and some of the women uh, met Jesus after, because they went to the tomb, you know, to anoint his body, and the stone was rolled away, and an angel appeared to them. And then on one occasion, Jesus appeared uh, to them, and the first thing was said, go tell the disciples and Peter to meet me in Galilee. And then in John chapter 21, this is after Peter has denied the Lord three times. Remember, he was going back to his fishing business. And Jesus said, cast a net on the right side and you're fine. And they caught, the, they, uh, caught this great haul of fish. And then on the shore, Jesus had a fish fry for them. And then watch this. In, in John 21, he pulled uh, Peter aside and said, Peter, do you love me more than these more than the fish, see, more than your career that you went back to. He said, you know I love you. He said, feed my sheep. Third, second time, do you love me? Feed my lamb. Third time, do you love me? Feed my, you know, he's recommissioning Peter. You know, in other words, Peter doesn't feel worthy now to fulfill purpose because he denied the Lord. But here we see that his failure, his denial, his sin against Jesus did not abort God's purpose because God's purpose was formulated, established in God before the person was born. Now, that's got to be good news. That's got to be good news because for some of us, we make mistakes. And if we're not careful, we will think God can't use us because we've made some mistakes, okay? We missed it. We sinned. We failed. But think about it. God's purpose was ecstatic before we were born. So that doesn't abort. Our failure doesn't abort its purpose. And then we, some of us have gone through some terrible situations that others perpetrated against us, others caused our pain, others caused, but I want you to know nobody can has aborted your purpose. No person, maybe they abused you, maybe they betrayed you, may, maybe they were disloyal, maybe they disappointed you, but no person can abort God's purpose because it was established before you were born. Wow, that's good news. So let's talk briefly this second area I want to cover. Why is discovering God's purpose important? I mean, why is this important? Well, let's go back to a proof text that I gave you in the first episode. Proverbs 19.21 says, The human mind devises many plans, 
but it is the purpose of the Lord that will, that will be established. So why is discovering your purpose so very important? Number one, you need to discover God's purpose because our fulfillment in life is dependent upon us becoming and doing what we were created to be and do in life. Did you get that? You see, purpose is important because our fulfillment, your fulfillment is dependent upon you becoming and you doing what you were created by God to become and to do. <clears throat> Secondly, purpose is so very important because purpose creates motivation and commitment and energy on the inside of us. Motivation, commitment, and energy. My daughter asked me a question recently asked me a question uh, uh, along this line of the importance of purpose. And I made this statement, and I passed it for 42 years, about 42 years and eight months. And I made this statement, if I had not known my purpose, if I had not gotten the mind of God concerning what I was doing, I would have quit hundreds of times, hundreds of times. But it is purpose that creates motivation. When you really discover your purpose, there will be an internal motivation. It creates commitment. I would say, you know, I get disappointed along my destiny journey, and I said, well, I'm through. I quit. I'm not going to try to do this anymore. But it was the purpose that caused me to stay committed and created that energy on the inside of me. Then thirdly, purpose is important because God is only committed to resource his purpose for us. Did you get that? Anything that of significance that God calls you to do, and it's going to be big. It's going to be big. God is a big God, and he's calling you to big things. And it's going, the big things that God is calling you to do, it's going to require resources, people resources, money resources, equipment resources, facilities resources, technology resources, everything that God causes us to do is going to require resources. But God is only obligated to resource his purpose for us. Now, let's, let's, let's move over into my third segment. Let's talk now about that question I know is in your mind after listening to nearly two lessons. I know what's in your mind. How to discover purpose? How do I discover my purpose? You know, I, I, I'm sold on the fact that purpose is important. I'm sold on the fact that, that, that I'll be a blessing to others and I'll glorify God. And, and I'm so, I, I heard what you said, Mike. I, I heard that. But how do I discover my purpose? Now, remember, it is a discovery. 
You know, you're not creating purpose, it's a discovery because your purpose was established by God before you were born. Think about that. Before you were born, God established your purpose in eternity past. Now, well, it's a discovery. How do I discover my purpose? Well, I'm going to give you some keys. I'm going to give you some keys, about five keys. To discover your purpose, your, your purpose, you need to, number one, listen to the creator. Listen to the creator. God is the creator. Listen to the creator. Jer Luke chapter 6, 46 through 47. Luke 6, 46 through 47. Jesus says this. He says, why are you calling me Lord, Lord, and not do what I say? Whoever comes to me, Jesus says, and hear my sayings and do them. Now he's talking about purpose. So purpose is found in listening to God. So prayer is the first step to knowing your purpose. Prayer is the first step to knowing your God-given purpose. Now, I'm going to say something, and you're going to get it the moment I say it. You, don't, you, you never ask a thing its purpose. You wouldn't ask a thing its purpose, would you? Would you go to a hammer and ask the hammer, hammer, what's your purpose? You wouldn't do that. Would you go to a screwdriver and ask, screwdriver, what's your purpose? Well, you go to a flashlight and it's a flashlight, tell me your purpose. No, you would go to the person that created the screwdriver, the hammer, and the flashlight, and you would talk to the manufacturer or you would talk to the creator and you would say, okay, what is the purpose for the hammer? Why did you create the hammer? Why did you create this screw? Why do you manufacture this? Why do you do that? No, you never ask a thing its purpose. You ask the manufacturer, you ask the creator. So if you want to know your God-given purpose, then you begin to pray. You're asking God, what is my purpose? Because he established your purpose before you were born. He knows. He's not guessing. He's not wondering. You don't have to experiment. No, no, he knows. So the first step, to discover your purpose is to listen to the Creator. Talk to God. Ask God, okay, God, I want you to reveal my purpose. I want you to let me know what did you, why did you create me? What is my assignment in the earth? What do you want me to do in life? Talk to God. Number two, listen to your dissatisfaction. Listen to your dissatisfaction. Often, now listen at me carefully, often the things that disturbs us the most are the things that God wants us to do something about. Did you get that? The things that disturbs us are often the things that God wants us to do something about. I'll give you an illustration of that. As a teenager, you know, I, was, I wasn't born again, but I was really into church and the church life, you know. 
And I, I always had that thing of wanting to learn, and whether it was academics or whether it was in church, I just wanted to learn. And one of the things that disturbed me as a young teenager, I would sit in adult church, the, what we call at that time the 11 o'clock hour. Uh, we didn't have a children's church like many of you experience today where the adults is in one area and the children in another area. We had Sunday school before the adult service, but there were no division in the main service of the church. Sunday school, we had different classes for different ages, but after Sunday school, we went to the adult services. And sitting in the adult service, one of the things as a teenager that truly disturbed me was I did not understand what my pastor was saying. I didn't understand him. Now, later on, uh, he was very instrumental in me in ministry, and I know he loved me, but he was very educated, very educated man. He would use all these big words, and I would sit there, and it just bothered me. It just bothered me that I didn't understand what he was saying. Well, you know, it's interesting. When I became a minister and when I became a pastor, I just had this, this thing of wanting people to understand what I was talking about. When I first started preaching, I would go to the library, take my sermons, what I was going to preach, the subject I was going to talk on, and I would go to the library in the, 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 the religious section of the library, and I look for children's books that told Bible stories. And then I would read the children's books, the Bible story in a children's book, and then I would preach it. I had this thing on the inside of me that I wanted people, I wanted it to be simple, and I wanted people to understand because little did I know that was a part of what my calling, help people to understand the Bible, help people to understand the principles in the Bible. Well, that was a part of my purpose from the beginning. That's why it disturbed me. So often it's our dissatisfaction that signals, in some cases, our purpose. Number three, listen to others. Number one, Listen to the creator. Number two, listen to your dissatisfaction. Number three, listen to others. Your purpose, the assignment that God gives you ultimately will be recognized by others. And sometimes it will be recognized by others before you discover it. When what others say about you, about us, when what they say agree with our internal convictions and agree with our passions and agree with our, our giftings and agree with what God has revealed to us, then this may be a solid indication of your purpose. A solid indication of your purpose. When others, you, you know, I, I have... A part of my calling is to teach. I'm a teacher in the body of Christ. I, I'm, a, I'm a teacher amongst other things. I'm a teacher. 
But years ago, before I even knew that there existed a ministry gift of the teacher, my, as a kid, my, my Sunday school, adult Sunday school teacher gave me her class and I started teaching a Sunday school class when I was 11 or 12 years old. And then I would teach Sunday school and people would call me a teacher. I didn't know. I, I was... I was just functioning. I, I didn't walk around saying I'm a teacher, but others will begin to recognize your calling. They will begin to listen to others when what they say agree with your internal conviction, when what others say agree with your passion, your, your gifting, things that God has revealed to you, then this can be a solid indication of a God-given purpose. Now, on the other hand, there will be times you should listen to others. Maybe your, your, your mama wanted to be a teacher. You know, she just wanted to be a teacher, or, or your father was an attorney, or your, your parents were in the medical field, doctors or nurses, and, and, or they wanted to be, but they didn't uh, uh, achieve that, and they want you to be that. You know, they just want you. They want my baby to be this. I want you to be a nurse, or I want you to be. Sometimes you shouldn't listen to everybody, because sometimes it's just your mama wants you to be that. may not be God wanting you to be that. Uh, it, so you have to balance that. Number four, listen to your gifts. Listen to the creator. Listen to your dissatisfaction. Listen to others. Listen to your gifts. Listen to your gifts. What do you mean by that? Gifts are often road signs to where God is directing us. Purpose is revealed by our design. A flashlight, think about it, a flashlight, the manufacturer designed the flashlight in a certain way. It has a compartment and encasement that holds batteries, and then there's the, 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 uh, the bulb. And so the manufacturer designed this flashlight with certain components to it, so that it could function in what the manufacturer wanted it to function in. So design, God always designed us in a way that's consistent with our purpose. And God will never require anything of you, of us, that he doesn't put in us what it takes to carry out or perform that assignment. For example, it would be unfair of the manufacturer to require the flashlight to function without putting in the flashlight and designing the flashlight to accomplish the goal. So the manufacturer ahead of time created the encasement and decided that 
batteries should go in the encasement and the alignment of the batteries and how uh, the front part of it and the, the glass lid or the plastic lid and the bulb, he designed all of that so that the flashlight could carry out its function. That's the way God does. He always gifts us. He give you gifts, talents, abilities. He designed you in such a way where you can carry out your assignment. Now think about it. How has God designed you? What gifts, what talents has he placed on the inside of you? Listen to your gifts. And then finally, listen to your passion. Listen to your passion. While it is true that it is possible to be passionate about something that we're not gifted to do. And we see that all the time, especially in the church world. We see people, they want to sing, but they have no gifting to sing. We see people, they want to teach, but they have no, no gifting to teach. Well, it's possible to be very passionate about something that you're not gifted to do. On the other hand, listen at this, passion and purpose are usually linked together. When God has a purpose, there's going to be passion connected to it. He's going to connect it to it. So after considering the first four things, listening to the creator, listening to your satisfaction, listening to others, listening to your gifts. Now, here's some questions. Ask yourself, what makes you joyful? What excites you? What motivates you? What are you passionate about? What will you do without getting paid? If you didn't get a penny, see, teaching, if I didn't get a penny for teaching, I just love teaching. I love giving people information. I am passionate about it. I'm passionate about studying I'm passionate about putting lessons together. I enjoy putting the lessons together as much as I enjoy teaching the lesson. I enjoy people getting helped by the lesson. I'm passionate because passion and purpose are normally connected. So how do I discover it? You listen to the creator. You listen to your dissatisfaction. You listen to others. You listen to your gifts. And then you listen to your passion. Listen, I trust you've been blessed by this episode. We're not through. We're not through. We're talking about the why matters. The why has to do with your purpose. The why matters. Down the road, we're going to talk about vision, the what, but right now we're talking about the why matters. I trust that you got something out of this that are moving you in the place that God wants you to be. And I thank you for taking this journey with me. And I look forward to seeing you in our next episode.